0: My check, 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 mic check, check, one, two, one, two, turn my mic all the way up, turn my mic all the way up. We are going to have a blast today. Let me see, just make sure that I'm online, so the beautiful people in the internet world can hear me, yes, they can, beautiful people, it has been a long two to three weeks, but happy New year to all of my beautiful people listening. You're listening to ATO Talks Radio, Atlanta's number one streaming talk radio station. This is the Barrington Report. I am Barrington Martin II, and I am extremely blessed, extremely thankful, extremely fortunate to be here with you beautiful people this evening. Shout out to everyone listening on ATO Talks on iHeartRadio. Shout out to everyone listening in Twitter land. Tyler, you're the first person in the room, brother. I hope you are having a good evening and happy new year to you. And I hope that your new year is going well. Shout out to Robert that just walked by the window. Now, ladies and gentlemen, today is going to be a pretty good show because, or before I get into the show, I'm letting you guys know that I am, as I've always have, but I'm going to take it into overdrive is that I am totally, totally leaning into my passion and totally leaning into my work. This is why, this is why, excuse me, if you subscribe to me on Substack, every week there will be a new blog post for me. Every week there will be a new article in conjunction with some other things. I am ramping up the marketing to the Barrington Report because I know and i strongly believe in my heart i have a lot of information and a lot of perspectives that the world needs to hear especially as we approach the garbage time of every two to four years which is the political season within the united states of america now um with that being stated i am going to be the best pest in respect to getting out the truth and totally um, destroying false narratives and ugly narratives that continue to dominate the discourse in this country or in the West specifically. Today I'm going to hit you guys with news, but I'm going to switch it up a bit. I'm going to focus or spend majority of today's show on a specific newsworthy um, issue or story. And I'm going to basically Totally destroy the narrative of that story and show you why um the con game continues to be played on Americans and why everything that we are encountering within media, everything that we are encountering that we see on TV, everything that we're encountering that we hear on radio, everything, especially everything that we're encountering on the internet, is nothing but falsehood and lies. Now. I never, ever cared about this quality gay story. I'm going to be honest with you. Today was the first time that I actually um, took an effort to really look at this story and to see what was going on. And upon reading it, I saw what the narrative was. I saw what many of the conservative pundits were saying about it. And I saw what many of the people on the left were saying about it. And then I looked at the facts of the matter. And I realized that everybody who even cares about this is getting played. Both of your sides, whatever team that you're on, they're lying to you. What people have to understand, there's going to be a moral of the story of this entire um in Gay story I'm going to tell you. But what you guys have to realize is that both the left and the right, especially these political pundits, especially those people um, who call themselves liberals, who call themselves conservatives, who say they're on the left, who say they're on the right, whatever they say, whatever side they say they're on, they're not in the business of totally delivering truth to their listener. They're in the business of making money. Now, with that being stated, they will state specific truths along the way. But ultimately, these people are in the business of making money. So for those who don't know about Claudine Gay, she's the president of Harvard that recently resigned this past Tuesday. Um, Let me just give you insight on who she is and why she's important and why Um, Her story has hit the forefront of the news. Um, Claudine Gay was the first black person and the second woman to serve as Harvard's president. Her resignation Tuesday makes her six-month term as president the shortest of any in Harvard's history. Now, when you hear that, that automatically was a sign to people thinking that, oh, this is racial. Oh, this is because she's a black woman. But hold your horses. We're going to break this down a little bit later. Uh, Claudine Gay was named to Harvard's 30th president after serving as a dean for Harvard's faculty of arts and Sciences. Prior to becoming president, she spent five years leading Harvard's faculty of arts and Sciences. sciences, excuse me, as the Edgar Glee family dean, having served previously as dean of social science from 2015 to 2018. Gay was recruited to Harvard in 2006 as a professor of government. She was also appointed as a professor of African and African-American studies in 2007. She was named the Wilbur A. Cowitt Professor of Government in 2015. So clearly she has a Harvard pedigree. The th- one thing, the one thing I will say about this is that everybody that studies African-American studies, and I know this because I used to study African-American studies as a, in graduate school, but then I switched my major is that you only learn the leftist radical side of African-American studies. There is not too many African-American studies or Africana studies in America, if any, that explores the works of Thomas Sowell, that exploits the works of um, Bob Woods, exploits, explo- um, explores, excuse me, the works of Robert Woods. And so, of course, it's important to state this because automatically, We know why the conservatives attacked her. We know why the conservatives attacked her pedigree as far as um, her experiences go, as far as her education goes. But that's neither here nor there. Um, She received her Ph.D. from Harvard in 1998, and her dissertation won the Topin Prize for Best Dissertation in Political Science. Now, how do we get here? After an influx of reports of anti-Semitism and Islamophobia on college campuses nationwide since October 7th, university leaders, including Gay and University of Pennsylvania President Liz McGill, face growing pressure to respond to concerns about Jewish students' safety. This is very important to understand. This is a very important fact to keep, but this is the fact that has been lost on this entire issue. Notice that this particular article, the information that I received this article from states that after an influx of reports of anti-Semitism and Islamophobia, but then it goes on to say that these um, Ivy League school presidents face growing pressure to respond to concerns about Jewish student safety. Keep that in mind. Gay's response to a line of questioning from GOP rep, Um, Elise Stefanik during her testimony before a house committee on education and the workforce on antisemitism on college campuses in December prompted outrage asked by Stefanik, whether calls for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment. Gay responded. It could, it can be depending on the context. Antisemitic speech, when it crosses into, Conduct that amounts to bullying harassment intimidation that is actionable conduct and we do take action gay said critics faulted gay for not giving a simple yes ladies and gentlemen keep that in mind please keep this in mind in the midst of the uproar the congressional testimony in response to anti-semitism was the growing rumble of accusations of plagiarisms now here we go now We get into plagiarism or plagiarism comes up in her past and automatically this overtakes the entire narrative of this situation. So why does her resignation matter? What is its significance? The accusations of plagiarism levied against Gay that helped in in her term as Howard president were pushed largely by conservatives and those accusations in particular were done in bad faith and had racist roots according to gay supporters and this is where the love comes in that now this this is about race now this is about the fact that she's a black woman and the fact that you know conservatives those racist conservatives those bad conservatives don't want a black woman at the helm of a prestigious university like howard ironically they will state. Excuse me, not Howard, but Harvard. But ironically, these are the same people that say that Harvard produces people who possesses um, white supremacist ideologies, or he would even say that Harvard and their admissions are racist itself. Keep these things in mind. They say the resignation matters because it shows how vulnerable people of color can be to accusations tinged with racism. They cite rhetoric that claim Gate had gotten the job in large part because she's a black woman as particularly concerning. Guys, I'm going to attack this later. I just want you to hear this because all of this, excuse my language to the kiddos that are listening, but all of this is grade A unadulterated bullshit. And I'm going to tell you why that is. Those accusations can have a devastating effect on black women advancing in the corporate world, government, and academia, said the Reverend Al Sharpton. Here we go with the ambulance chasing, chasing to act like this. President Claudine Gay was not qualified to be president and that she was only given the job because she was a black woman is a threat to black women in high positions all over the country. Sharpton told USA Today on Wednesday. Mind you guys, I'm getting this information from different sources and I compiled it into my notes. But this is sick. But this is the game. That is played against Americans but specifically this is a game that is played um, against specific groups in America because they understand that certain groups in America, specifically identity groups, specifically blacks, are very weak and prone to be malleable when any of these arguments are raised within the public sphere. She was given that job because she's a black woman. In fact, Everyone that is harping on this idea that the next president should be a black woman gives you insight to this. But this is not about her being black, nor is this about race. This is about the gatekeeping, and this is about power, ladies and gentlemen. We could argue all up and down was she a D and I, DEI, um, higher? She could be. There's a chance, but ladies and gentlemen. This is about gatekeeping and this is about power. This is about understanding the dynamics of American society and current present day Western society. That is the golden rule is not do unto others as you will have others do unto you. The golden rule currently is the man with the gold rules or the group with the gold rules. It's not about being black. It's not about race. It's about gatekeeping and power. I don't know if you guys caught Cat Williams' interview with Shannon Sharp, but please watch it. In the midst of all of his drama that he speaks about, he drops gems on this because at every level of society, especially when you climb climb the ladder of success, there will be gatekeeping. There will be people who will not allow you to be in certain rooms or be in certain places unless you are willing to do their deeds on their behalf un- unless you are willing to play the game in their favor this is very important to understand this now let me show you why this isn't about plagiarism because again the conservatives have been harping on this point that this woman was rightfully ousted from her job pushed out she resigned whatever but she was basically pushed out because of plagiarism and that is not the case let me give you an example why President Biden ended his 1988 presidential campaign because of plagiarism, and now he's president. Plagiarism did not affect him at all. It affected him in 1988, but 35 years later, 34 years later, excuse me, guess what? He was elected president. Business Insider has already published allegations that Neri Oxman, a professor at MIT and the wife of the Harvard donor and vociferous, Gay critic Bill Ackman plagiarized in her dissertation too. Now, again, Neri Oxman has been accused of plagiarism, and this happened, or this has been ongoing for the last three years, and another conservative blatantly stated this, but he still has his job. So why is it that this woman, why is it that the conservatives are harping over plagiarisms, plagiarism, plagiarism And she loses her job. But yet I've given you guys two example of people that have either been accused or have been caught plagiarizing and they have rose up from those allegations. Princeton professor Kevin Cruz accused of plagiarism in Cornell dissertation. Surprised by lack of citation, they say he still has his job. Chris Rufo even announced that he would contribute $10,000 to a plagiarism hunting fund meant to expose, rot, and restore truth. Now, I'm going to assume that this is in good faith. I'm going to assume that he really cares about the truth. But I feel that Chris Rufo is missing the bigger picture here, even if he is serious about plagiarism. But in my estimation, these types of talking heads, your Rufo's, your other conservative pundits, are playing the grift game as masterful as their rivals on the left. They simply choose to create outrage against their political opponents, ideologies, and DEI is one of them. DEI is an initiative I don't even like, and I I am entirely against it, but not at the expense of truth and what's really going on. So what's really going on? Please be mindful that Claudine Gay, was largely under the radar until October 7th. No one knew this lady or no one no one in the world, no regular person knew this lady. They didn't care about this lady. But when, when these um, claims of Islamophobia and anti-sentimentism at Ivy League schools started to become a problem, and then she was interviewed within that congressional hearing, this is when she started rising to prominence in the media and she was being talked about. That's important to know. The reason I say this is because not until they did not like her comments about anti-Semitism, that's when they were coming for her job. It had nothing to do with plagiarism. In fact, you can even Google articles that will show you that plagiarism is rife in academia right now. And it's been for a long time, but nobody talks about it. It was not until this woman said the wrong thing or possessed wrong thing about anti-Semitism. It wasn't about race. It wasn't about plagiarism. It was about her not adhering to the power structure in our society. Ron Halber, the executive director of the Jewish Community Relations Council of Greater Washington, told USA Today after her resignation that university presidents have to understand that speech can create an environment where Jewish students feel physically intimidated. He quotes, and I quote him, we wouldn't accept it for any other group. Why should the Jewish community demand any less? We wouldn't accept it for any other group. Why should the Jewish community demand any less? Very, very convenient, because there's been a lot of things that have happened on college campuses and that have happened in the United States of America over the last five years. I don't even have to really go into it. But it's funny to me how this one woman's comments, in spite of her history, in spite of her record, in spite of her resume, her comments were more problematic. But yet the media conservatives are basically using the plagiarism issue as a smokescreen to not really talk about what it is. Do you not see what's going on, beautiful people? Do you see what's really happening? This has nothing to do with plagiarisms. This has nothing to do with race. This is about power and the groups who have the most chips being able to call the shots and gatekeep at the higher levels of life, especially in this society. Was she a DEI hire? Possibly. You can't rule it out, but I doubt it based on her qualifications. Was the issue plagiarism? Absolutely not. Because apparently plagiarism is a thing in academia, as I told you. So what was it? You can't have the wrong opinion against a group of people who possess the most capital who also share the same ideologies. It is that simple, ladies and gentlemen. It is not wrong for you to know this. It's not wrong for me to say this out loud. This is what it is. You have to understand That in this world, in this society, there are a set of unwritten rules that we abide by, even though those rules are not written. And the more we lie to ourselves, the more we go away from truth. The more we go away from truth, the more we involve ourselves within this society that we see today, where people can wake up one day and say they are their opposite sex, where people... They totally lie to themselves about who they are and get other people to basically agree with the lie, even though it makes them uncomfortable. You got to understand the game that's being played, ladies and gentlemen, and black people, black people, you definitely have to understand the game being played on you. You have to stop letting race get you caught up from not seeing the forest past the trees. We just confirmed the first black woman Supreme Court justice who doesn't even know what a woman is. How dare Al Sharpton get on his platform, get on these major media platforms and how dare these major media platforms print what he has to say about, oh, my gosh, this is harmful to black people. This is harmful to black women when we just we just were able to confirm as a nation, that is the first black woman. Supreme court justice who was on the record in saying that she is not a biologist and being able to confirm what a woman is. We have to stop playing these games. This idea that one black person's misfortunes or even fortunes is somehow connected to the race as a whole is ridiculous. And it is a shame that this sentiment continues to be proliferated by blacks or other races or other race sympathetic pundits with black platforms. It's not about, The collective, ladies and gentlemen, it's about the individual. My failures are not connected to black people. My triumphs are not connected to black people. If you're a black person listening to this, this applies to you too. These things are only connected to those who know and love me. When I do something great, when another black person does something great, does something great, excuse me, it has nothing to do with me. It only has something to do with them and it's in the person and the people that love them. And even then, it's not about the people. It's about the individual achievement. This notion that a lot of these race-sympathetic people continuously keep up and they've done this for the last 60 years that somehow blacks are a nation within a nation and that anytime something or anytime a black person is wronged, that it affects the entire group, that it's ridiculous. It has nothing to do with a group. It has nothing to do with the group because um justice brown she's a supreme court justice right this woman um gay uh calling gay resigning from her post as president does not affect justice um Kentucky brown jackson excuse me it does not affect her whatsoever so this notion where al Sharpton... A known ambulance chaser can get on any platform and spout this garbage has to stop. But more notably, people, you have to understand the game that is being played. The idea that these things continue to affect black Americans who are pro-black shows that we as a nation are far from where we need to be in a country rife with more important problems. Please understand that. Please understand that. This idea in which we allow individual incidents to affect us as a collective is totally ridiculous, but this is the game being played on us. This is the game that is needed to be played on us or needs to be played on us rather simply because it keeps us separated and it keeps us not understanding the true enemy of our society or the true enemies of our society, shall I say? And these enemies are not the people. It is simply, um, A multifaceted attack against the people from the media, from the government, from non-government organization, think tanks, and corporations. As long as we continue to put ourselves in different groups and continue to separate ourselves and continue to divide ourselves, We will never allow this country to be the country that it needs to be or the country that we were we claim to be that we, in my opinion, we have not lived up to yet. Ronald Reagan once said that. He felt America should be the shining city upon the hill, and in my lifetime, I have yet to see this. Sure. Life was a lot better a long time ago. 20 years, shall I say, the country was a lot better, but. We have yet to reach our potential as a nation, and it is because of things like this. Now, I spent basically almost the first half of the show on this um, particular topic, and I'm going to get into some interesting news stories that I saw, that I found, um, that will allow you to at least ask some questions about the things that are taking place in our society. Alice Hoffman's novel about Anne Frank will be published in September. Scholastic will release a novel based on Anne Frank's life before she kept a diary written by Alice Hoffman and endorsed by the Anne Frank House. Hoffman's novel, When We Flew Away, will explore how state-sponsored discrimination turns ordinary people into monsters with the Jews in the Netherlands facing violence and hate. It will also depict Anne Frank's transformation as a young woman and writer through her private journal. The novel draws upon archival research, including materials provided by the Anne Frank House, and aims to contribute to a better world by inspiring young readers. This is interesting to me because it made me think back to fourth or fifth grade, where basically in the American curriculum, all children have to read. I don't know about right now, but I know when we were coming up, we had to read Anne Frank's diary. And this story, this particular news story, um totally raised my antenna simply because I find it interesting that this is still going on today, that why do American children need to be taught? Because this is going to be published by Scholastic. And, you know, in America, especially in grade school, you had Scholastic Book Fairs. And Scholastic was um, one of the premier publishing companies that ensured um, young American students were able to have books and were able to read for leisure. And now that I see that Scholastic again in my adulthood continuously um, pushes this particular story within world history, I, you have to ask yourself: Why are American children learning this? Why are why is this being pushed on American children? Now, of course, some people may argue: Well, it's a it's a, it's a It's a totally exhilarating story about such and such and such. But what does this have to do with America, one? And two, what does this have to do with American children um, gaining the necessary tools, gaining the necessary understandings about life that's going to make them better people and more productive citizens? You have to ask yourself these questions about things like this, people, because this shows you how propaganda works. And if you don't think about these things, Actively, and you just go with emotions, you'll start to the programming in real time. I find it interesting that, legitimately, 20 years after my adolescence, another Anne Frank's book is being published, and it's being published by the premier publisher of children's books in America. And that is very interesting to me, again, because I do not understand. And I have I've even asked my past, my former teachers, why is it that in the, the American education curriculum, all kids must read Anne Frank's diary? Or why was that in the curriculum? Because it had no value in my adulthood. But I will say this. It allowed you to possess sympathy for a particular narrative. And when you. Look at the things that occur in our society. When you look at the ousting of um, former Harvard President Claudine Gay, and you've been told that it's because of plagiarism, you can start to connect specific dots that you're not supposed to to connect. And we're going to move forward. Transgender woman running for Ohio House disqualified for not disclosing dead name. Now, I just learned what a dead name was. And this, again, goes to show you, Why? Our country is rife with ridiculousness and absolute BS. Vanessa Joy, a former real estate photographer, was unable to run as a Democratic candidate for Ohio House District 50 due to a little known law that required him to list his former name on the signatures petitions within five years of changing it joy and three other transgender candidates are running for the state legislature aiming to be ohio's first trans state lawmakers ohio governor mike dewine recently vetoed a bill that would have restricted transition related care for minors and transgender girls participation in school sports teams Joy's stepfather republican rep bill romer voted for the legislation guys this shouldn't be news but it's news in it goes, you, it goes to give you insight on what's going on in our nation and what's really happening within our nation in respect to a lot of this craziness that's going on. I don't understand why we continuously um, basically do things to, make, to, to appease the feelings of people. At some point in time, and it's coming, reality has to set in. And reality will set in. I get it, and I understand why people really don't care about stories like this or don't care about issues like this simply because you have to focus on your own lives. You have um, a family to feed, a family to take care of, bills to pay, bills that involve keeping a roof over your head and not understand this. But at some point in time, we have to put our foot down in order to get what we deserve. What I'm noticing, especially in America, especially all over the West, with the issues that you see on the news people are taking less. People are taking what they can and not what they deserve. And that is a problem to me because it shows that there's a deeper issue going on. And it shows that people truly do not love themselves as much as they claim that they do. Especially in the sense of the rise and the dependence of social media that people have, in which people are so vain, extremely narcissistic in nature, yet they do not understand the slaves that they are to their governments. They obsess over slavery of the past that they weren't around for. They obsessed over alleged um, past brutalities of people that they don't know. They simply believe the stories that they've read. They don't take the time to look at, to look at the past. I'm not going to say history because I told you before. History and the past are two different things. The past is simply the past. It happened and now it's gone. History is a person's perspective of the past. And that can change depending on who the speaker is or what the perspective is. And you have all these people that don't know much, but only base their beliefs off of how they feel. And yet they take a blind eye to what's happening in the present. In order for us to move forward, in order for us to have A collective better lives Because at the end of the day As I stated earlier in the show It's about the individual It's about what you do for yourself But If we were really in this together If we were really in this As a collective For the greater good of everyone We would have to have hard conversations And a hard analysis About the things that are taking place currently Because these things would not have been taking place 20 years ago. But for whatever reason, we have acquiesced to these things. We have opened ourselves up to things we should have never opened ourselves up to. And as time wears on, we're starting to pay for it. Moving forward, some economic news news, excuse me. Strong US employment data brings 10-year treasury to four percent. The American Data Processing Employment Report raised the risk for tougher monetary policy. Registering the creation of 164,000 jobs in the United States in December. I meant to bring up the story, ladies and gentlemen, about um, the trans the new transparency rules for the IRS IRS for businesses. Now, there's a lot of fraud being taken taking place during COVID. A lot of people um, created. False LLCs. A lot of people have been funneling money or laundering money within LLCs, and the government felt that they wanted to put their foot down. When, in all actuality, um, they basically wanted to change the rules of the game because a lot of people were getting hipped And this is very important to know. Um, I really apologize, you guys, because I should have had this in front of me, but it totally slipped my mind. Based on based on the things that were going on and the things I was reading today. But if you um, have not yet. Please read the Transparency Act that went into effect on um, the first of New Year's Day. Please read that. Because if you're a small business owner or if you're planning on growing a business or establishing a business for yourself, those rules are very important. And um, in a lot of ways, that act that was totally, totally buried within, um, I forget, I want to say the COVID Act or the COVID law that was passed. Um, that was totally buried in a thousand of those pages. It hurts the small business owner. Probably next week, I'll talk about it. So you guys can have full understanding on this. But a lot of things have been transpiring over the last three years that are that are coming to head this year. And you will see a lot of these things as the years goes on. Average long term mortgage rates edge higher, snapping nine weeks slide. The average long-term U.S. mortgage rate increased this week after a nine-week decline, impacting prospective home buyers. Borrowing costs for 15-year fixed rate mortgages continue to decrease this week, providing relief for homeowners looking to refinance. Housing economists anticipate further declines in mortgage rates, although rates are not expected to go below six percent. This is interesting to me simply because at some point in time this is going to bottom out. I say this because when you look at the prices of goods, when things are continuously continuously um, being expensive or prices are continuously rising that's that going to be a domino effect in every facet of society it's going to be interesting to see um, what is going to happen when um, these rates stop slipping and they start going back up because at some point in time there's a lot of I will say contradicting things I have friends that work in different sectors um, of life and The news will report one thing, but they report things back to me. For example, people are still spending frivolously. People are still um, spending their money on luxuries in spite of prices increasing or of goods and prices of necessities increasing. So I wonder at what point does all of this bottom out and things collapse if they collapse? Moving forward. Commentary. Only citizens should vote in America. City officials in the national capital are planning to allow non-citizens to vote, raising concerns about American nationalism. The left, known for supporting open borders, aims to let illegal immigrants vote as they are expected to favor the Democratic Party. A survey from February 2021 showed that Americans strongly oppose allowing non-citizens to vote in American elections. Now, beautiful people. I don't understand why this isn't talked about the way that it should be on the news. This past weekend in South Atlanta, in a predominantly black area of Atlanta um, that was once known to be um, a prominent black area where a lot of rich black people live, I saw um, my first large group of African people, African men specifically. Now, normally... Um, this is an area of Atlanta by Home Depot and there are a lot of, um, Hispanic men that are looking for work that are normally out there. And this normally happens every Saturday morning. It is legitimately, at least you can find 15 to 20 Hispanic men just standing, sitting on the curb, waiting for someone to pick them up so they can get some work. However, this past weekend, this past Saturday, I did not know, or could even imagine that, The numbers were flipped and I saw a very few amount of Hispanic men and I saw more African men. And these men had brand new headphones, brand new cell phones. And this is something I saw with my own eyes. And again, I don't know how they got here, why they are here, or what is the plan by whoever put them here. Not to sound xenophobic or anything, but I fear that people do not understand What happens to a a nation or what happens to people when things, when, when when the necessities become minimal? What happens to people, what happens to a group of people who are so tribal based on race when things become scarce? This is when we unfortunately see the reality of human nature. This is, Um, When, unfortunately, we see just how just how rotten the human spirit can be. And I hope I hope and pray we never get to that. But the more these things happen, the more um, the news occurs where we have these migrants coming here, the more prices rise of necessities, the more um, economic issues people have at some point in time. Also, the more um, periods, the more people's spirits are broken by the news the more people are angry the more people are sad the more people become desperate we are going to see behavior in America we have not ever seen in America that it's only been talked about in Europe and other parts of the world and I don't want us to get there but it seems that we are inching closer and closer to that whether we know it or not and yet it all could be stopped ladies and gentlemen before I forget I need to tell you guys this. I need you guys to understand this. No matter who you vote for in that ballot box in November, and I feel like I sound like a broken record because I know I've said this before and I said this last year around this time, and I continue to say this every now and then um, when, the, when the time comes up. No matter who you vote for in November, they will not change America. All of these false promises are being made while backroom deals are being made. And oftentimes those backroom deals are normally what become front room deals in our legislation. Your vote does not mean diddly squat to anyone because if your vote mattered, they wouldn't allow us to do it. That is the truth of the matter, ladies and gentlemen, no matter how much you want to believe that you have a say. Your congressperson does not know you they're not going to tell you what they need to tell you in order to get your vote because at the end of the day they want to be quote-unquote elected to office but it but what matters most in this nation has always been the almighty greenback or the almighty capital and it's oftentimes and statistically you can look this up the person with the biggest war chest in america always wins the election always because people are malleable people are used um are used to things that they've seen before. So um name recognition is one of them. Um billboards, people they see all the time, no matter what if what kind of job they've done, if people know them and people are familiar with them and people, human beings are creatures of familiarity, they're gonna get voted for. I find it fascinating all the time that um it's it's funny to me that people don't even understand the ironies in their decision making, especially in respect to politics. A person will run for office and this person can be young, new, fresh. And a person will say, person voting for them will say, Oh, they don't have enough experience. And it's crazy to me because I don't know what experience looks like in politics from a person perspective that doesn't know um a damn thing about politics. Because at the end of the day, you have people going to Congress, going to the Senate, um, going to these local positions who don't really do anything for their their people they do things for the people that greases their pockets and it's like we know this we know this as a society we know this as a people but yet we never really behave in a way um that shows that we know this we continuously do the same thing and expect different results and whether they say that is insanity get this The FDA looking into reports of hair loss, suicidal thoughts in people using popular drugs for diabetes and weight loss. The U.S. FDA is evaluating reports of side effects, including hair loss and suicidal thoughts in people taking medications like Ozempic, um, Monjaro, and Wigovi. These medications are known as GLP-1 agonists and are approved to treat diabetes or aid in weight loss. The FDA is monitoring the safety of these drugs and will take appropriate actions such as labeling changes or risk evaluation programs based on the available data. Guys, is it worth it? Is it ever worth it putting in unknown, unnatural things into your body when all you have to do is diet right and exercise? And you don't even have to do the most strenuous exercise. All you have to do is go outside and walk. Just move, just move around, just move around. Your body is is organic, and you put in all of these um, inorganic materials in your body, which is causing you to have suicidal thoughts and causing you to lose your hair. At what point do we stop looking for the shortcut, ladies and gentlemen? At what point? At what point do we understand that the greatest teacher in life it's pain and then sometimes in order for us to get the things that we want we have to go through long dreadful painful experiences there is no magic pill that's going to get you to where you need to be physically there's no magic pill that's going to get your health where you want it to be at some point in time we have to ask ourselves is it worth it but hey as long as there's a customer um these pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies excuse me are going to continue continue selling those drugs and they will forever have customers because people in this country or the culture in this country the micro culture i want it now i want it then i want it right here i want it right now continues to proliferate and it continues to worsen startup says putting pig genes into soy made it taste meatier Mulek Science has successfully genetically engineered soybeans called Piggy Sue. I'm going to assume this is the Arkansas call that contain pig genes and provide a meaty experience without the need for raising and slaughtering pigs. Researchers have found that gene editing in plants can cause unintended genetic changes that may affect the genome, highlighting the importance of thorough investigation of new genetic engineering. The company aims to create meat substitutes and other products using the harvested proteins from these soybeans. Ladies and gentlemen, the writing is on the wall. The W E F was not playing. Bill Gates was not playing with any of us while we are getting um, entangled within sports entangled within entertainment and all these things that don't matter. The world is rapidly changing against us because we refuse to change ourselves. It's like we want change, but we won't change. And this is consistently shown. While we continuously are distracted by things that don't matter, the world continues to pass us by. Before you know it, and I got to give you guys a CBDC report next week so you guys know what's happening along those lines. But before you know it, you're going to be caught up into physical slavery because we're already glorified slaves in this country. And I will explain what I mean about that a little bit later, a little bit later. This goes on to what I was saying earlier. Um, Also in the show and my last story of the day, holiday spending sets new record online report online spending by U.S. shoppers rose 4.9 percent during the 2023 holiday season, reaching two hundred twenty two point one billion dollars, according to an Adobe analytics report. November accounted for. Fifty six percent of the total online spending driven by discounts during cyber week. In-store spending only increased by 2.2% during the same period. Buy now, pay later services saw a 14% increase in usage, contributing to $16.6 billion to online spending. Ladies and gentlemen, look at your fellow citizens. Your fellow citizens do not mind going into debt to buy gifts for people for a holiday that they don't even really celebrate the way they're supposed to celebrate, a holiday that they don't know nothing about. Do you see this? Shout out to Matt BP real quick for um sh- posting the article about Japanese researchers turn male catfish, female with soy compounds and shocking 2023, 2023 finding. Wow, that is crazy. But again, back to what I was saying. Beautiful people. Look at our behaviors. Look at what we're doing to each other. I just gave you a multitude of different stories. In di- about different sectors that all adhere to the behaviors, it all adheres to the self destructive behaviors that we have to ourselves and each other in this country. How is it that we would go broke in purchasing items that we don't need to display acts of love to people that should know that, that we love them without spending one cent? What are we doing? How are we so caught up in these customs and traditions that we are so far in the motions of these things? We don't take a step back to think, is this logical? Does this make sense? Sure, I get it. I understand. I understand the joy of the holiday season. I understand um, the the feel good, the goodness of it. But should we, shouldn't we be living like this every day? Why do we have to wait to November, December to have this cheer, have this joy, have this happiness? Should we live like this 365 days, 366 this year because it's a leap year? At what point, at what point do we understand that everything that we are seeing, everything that is taking place, as the good brother Warrior just said on Twitter, we deserve everything that are that is coming our way. Sure. A lot of you may say, hey, I didn't. I don't do any of this. You're right. But unfortunately, because your brothers and sisters and the other people of our society have not gotten hip to the game, we all got to partake in the suffering. Now, it's going to be a lot of people that's going to suffer less than others. But the point of the matter is we're going to suffer when we do not have to. Now, this suffering may not hit you directly, but somebody you love may be suffering. And in turn, that may cause you to suffer based on your empathy you have for that person. Now, as I was stating earlier, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not subscribed to my Substack, please do now. My Substack link is on the bio of my Twitter. I am coming out with a new article every week, I'm coming out with a new blog post every week exclusively to my Substack reason I am doing this is because I don't know if you guys have been following me on Twitter, but I have not been as active as I used to be in the past. And this is because I want to conserve my thoughts and I want to write out my thoughts long form. I believe Twitter itself has um, become very toxic and very, um, what is the word, entertainment based. That all all you see is gossip. All you see is things that does not matter. And I I refuse to get caught up into the nonsense, and I refuse to give any more of my thoughts to um, Elon Musk, Elon Musk's AI machine. Every now and then, I may comment on specific things depending on what it is. And of course, you guys know that I'm a wrestling fan, so um, I live tweet and watching shows. But as far as serious thoughts, they are being reduced strictly to my Substack. So again, if you have not yet subscribed to my Substack. Please do so, because I promise you, you're going to get 52 weeks of straight heat, 52 weeks of straight truth, 52 weeks of straight raw. Nowhere else has that. I have no affiliations. I have no allegiances um, outside of myself and outside of the almighty and outside the truth. And I think it's important for you guys to know these pers- perspectives. That are outside of the perspectives that you're being consistently drowned with. You listen to ATL Talks Radio, Atlanta's number one streaming talk radio station. This is Barrington, March the second. This is the Barrington Report. Again, um, you can listen to ATL Talks on Apple, Google App, Alexa, Apple CarPlay, and of course, www.atltalks.com. And if you are a Twitter user, I will be live, just as I'm live on the internet airwaves every Thursday at seven. Only on ATL Talks Radio and only on the Twitter spaces. Beautiful people, I thank you guys so much for rocking with me this long. It's been two years in the game now. And now I'm finally at a place where I can go 100%, 1000% full flesh ahead in doing this thing that I love, which is basically educating and basically giving you guys insights that you won't hear anywhere else because I strongly believe and maybe. Um, I am a a pessimistic optimist, essentially, but I believe we can live or create the country America said it was. We can allow it to be or allow this um, to come to fruition, but it's only going to come to fruition if we all do the individual work first if we all get ourselves together get our households together get our families together get our communities together and then start from there because as i stated earlier no matter who becomes the top 2 candidates in november no matter who you vote for whether they're in congress whether president vice president doesn't matter no matter who you vote for they will not fix the problems that we see in america the only people that can fix those problems are you and i and everyone else on the ground this is barrington mar the 2nd again signing off you guys have a good weekend and remember um learn to love yourself so you can love others please enjoy your weekend i will be back next thursday with a hard hitting episode of the barrington report i appreciate you all have a good night peace